No. And it just came to me like that. Yeah, it's a great tune. <laughs> we'll win a Grammy. <laughs> Has it? Welcome to Bourbon in the Basement. I'm Big Dave. And I'm Momo. And that's Momo. The show is about two guys sitting around having a drink, talking about nothing. And sometimes talking about everything. Talking about everything. Hey, Momo. How are you, man? So, I'm bothered, Big Dave. Yeah? Why are you bothered? Weren't the Grammys just like this week or something? Something like that. I didn't get one for that <laughs> intro song. I got to admit, I didn't watch it, so... Nor I. So Maybe you did. Pro- who accepted my Grammy <laughs> yeah. on my behalf? I'm sure it's in the mail. what I'd pick. Yeah, I wonder if they FedEx that. I wonder what shipping service they, they use. Well, let's look outside and see if they're there. Yeah. <laughs> they're not there. Yeah. What does that look like anyway? Is that a big record? or so? It's a phonograph thing, isn't it? The horn? Isn't it the horn? Okay. So there, I may have one on my doorstep. Yeah. Let me check my ring and see if somebody took it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's small enough. It could probably ship in the post office 595 <laughs> box. They'll probably... <laughs> It's in your mailbox. <laughs> to they, you, congratulations. <laughs> to whom it may concern. <laughs> All righty. Uh, mm. That's before we even pop the cork. That's before That's we even pop the cork, right I know. There. Well, welcome to Bourbon in the Basement, right? So the first part of our show is pulling out um, a bourbon. Each yes. of us will sometimes bring a bourbon. Oh, not sometimes. We do it for every show. I brought one. Yeah, what'd you bring? This is Bullet uh, Rye. Yes. How about that? Yes. Have you had this before? I have not. Mm. I, I am a fan. It. I like this one. Have you had it? Yeah. All I right. Have had it. So uh, we're trying it for the first time, meaning we, meaning me. Yes. And uh, this was actually a gift from my buddy Stuart Surgeoner, who's a freaking amazing drummer. I love Stuart. I don't know him, but he's a great guy. For was in Better Off Dead for probably twenty years, and yeah. he played together before great guy yeah great guy so uh, i think he's an engineer for them for bullet for bullet yeah what does an engineer for bullet do do you think i don't care as long as they sell bourbon yes and they do sell good bourbon so i think it's something related to uh the processes of their um ingredients yeah because he takes it very seriously as do they and they should does he have like a catchy title like bourbon engineer yeah they say they call him up and say you're working saturday (laughs) (laughs) so stuff like that you're the working saturday engineer (laughs) it's a wse (laughs) it's not uh, wse go go see hr and get your new job title (laughs) huh Uh, you've been promoted to wse congratulations wse or wsse working saturday and sunday oh boy (laughs) (laughs) which you've done that too you're the wsse yeah that's awesome huh yeah how much more money is that Uh huh (laughs) get to work it's friday (laughs) oh man we could go on and on let's try some bourbon that was real that was real oh it smells good Mm. may i oh please here's a glass i like smelling it i like pouring it it sounds good when it pours i almost dropped my prop right there Mm. Uh huh. Smell the rye. Cheers, I love man. rye. Mm. To you, my brother. Yeah, to you back. And to our awesome audience. Yes, thank, thank you, you for being here with us. I like it. I know I would. A little sweet. 
It has been a while since I've had bullet rye. It was one of the first ryes that I had tried. Um, not not a um, overwhelming rye flavor. No, it isn't. It's kind of a, a subtle rye flavor. Because I've had rye before, mm-hmm. not this one, mm-hmm. and I don't taste a lot of rye in it. Yeah, they usually have a, a pretty distinct, I don't say powerful, that's not the right word, but a, a, a pretty distinct flavor to it. And this is a little different, but it's not its not overpowering. Well, maybe that's why I gave it to me, because it's mislabeled. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Stuart. <laughs> well, I'm But it is it. good, so thanks, Stuart. Yeah, yeah thanks, Stuart. <laughs> However, we got it, or for whatever reason. I mean, I like it. I just don't taste I'm a lot of rye in it, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that you is know, good. It's nice. It's nice and smooth. It's doesn't bite you, and maybe I could stuff a piece of rye bread in there and just let it soak and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd probably work. I mean, it is caraway. good. It is smooth. Yeah, it. Uh, I like it. I've been a bullet fan for a while. It lingers nicely, if that's appropriate terminology. It does. Yep. Good so stuff. it doesn't punish you. Not at that's all. That's nice. I appreciate choice, that. Man. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thank that you with us. Well, it's my pleasure. Second part of our show is not just sharing a um, a bourbon with our buddy. It's not. That is I'm enough. Leaving. That is enough of a show right there. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need is just all you need is two things. Yeah. Bourbon in a glass? No. Bourbon in a basement. That's it. Yeah. And we have those. And things. the show is complete. Yes, it is complete. It could actually do it without us. <laughs> It'd be like this. Many of our listeners have expressed <laughs> such interest. <laughs> the same silence, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm feeling right at this moment. <laughs> Please. It's not quite to the point of despair, but it's all full it's close. close. Oh, my goodness. Hence yes. the bourbon. Yes. There's that song playing. Yep. Yep. He loves me. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next part of our show is a random topic that one of us will bring to the other. There's no show prep. The The best prep that we get is seeing the bourbon before we pour it. Yes. As far as the questions go, uh, only one of us knows the question that's about to be asked. And um, we ask it and, and you just kind of get the raw answers and raw responses out of it. Much like, um, you know, the point of the show, which is two old friends sitting in the basement having a drink and just having conversation. So anyway. You got yes, a question sir. for us this time? Uh, it's not a yes. It's a question. Yeah, but it's a it's a topic. But it's actually fun and lighthearted. Yeah. So I was I have several serious ones that I w- was going to bring, but I figured out I'll, I'll save those for later. Yeah. Because our audience is waiting with bated breath. They are no doubt for this serious topic. Yeah. But this one is more lighthearted and fun. So it's the simple favorite places that you've traveled. Hmm. That easy. That is easy. Um, all of them, actually. I, I love to travel. Now, Paducah's on the list. <laughs> yes. Yes, Paducah is on the list. Have you been to Paducah? I have. I have, I have too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. All right. I did everything twice there before lunch. Let me uh, pause and drink for just a, a small second. Hmm. Where the rivers come together. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. Gosh, uh, places that I have loved to have traveled. Um, I have not traveled a lot. It is on my list of things to do. And I keep saying, you know what, we need to start traveling. We talk about that probably every week. 
that we need to go and we need to get out. We need to go see the world. There's a big world waiting for us to go and see it. Um, went to Seattle. I found that is a work conference. I've never been. Uh, so Rachel and I went, my daughter and I went. Uh, we did the tourist. I was there for a work conference, but we went a day early or two days early, something like that. We got to see the sights, uh, and that was fine. I didn't care much for Seattle. Um, I like the the uh, the music nostalgia part of Seattle. And yes, there was a, a the bar, car, the coffee. <laughs> yeah, um, you know the throwing the fish, hucking the fish. We got to see that. That was pretty cool. And there was a band or a bar. I think it's. Um, I'm going to say it for the podcast because we have these fact checkers here that will. Yes, that's yeah. me and uh, and Google. I th- yeah, I, uh, it, I'm sure Nirvana played there. I think it was part of the, the the birth of of the band. But what stood out to me was is we were there. I don't know f- six years ago, something like this, so relatively recent. Um, the show, the doors weren't open yet, and there was a line around the block. How about that? Yeah, and of course we're walking down the street like, what in the world's going on? You turn the corner and it's just. Local bands. It wasn't like a, a big headlining act. I was like, how cool is that, man, that you got a, a line around the building for a music scene, right? Just like here. I love that. Just different. Oh, it's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a line the other day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was ants, actually. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do make lines. Or an ice cream cone, but yeah. Uh, Mesa, Arizona was a cool place to me. Or, uh, Never been? Yeah. Uh, kind of like hiking around where the vortexes are and, and seeing that stuff. It's just a, a cool place to go and a cool vibe to see. Um, of course, we did a cruise, you know, so we got to go to uh, some of the Caribbean. But, I, you know, that was fun, and I enjoyed that. But it, um, it's kind of cruise line islands. It's man-made islands. Right. To accept. So I didn't really put much into that because I wanted to see the culture. So uh, there's two other trips that I got to do. One was a work trip. Uh, I got to live in Mexico, in, in Morelia, Mexico, for about three and a half weeks. I'm now remembering that. <clears throat> I had yeah. forgotten that you did that. An yeah. immersion program. An immersion program. How about that? Yeah. I had forgotten that. And that was freaking awesome. It was just a lifetime of memories. It's in Morelia, Mexico, which is in Michoacan, which is like four hours south of Mexico City, so it's deep in there. And uh, you lived with the family. Literally got off the plane. You took a bus. They literally dropped you off on the street corner. And your family picked you up and you went home with them. And so, you know, it wasn't like you're part of a college or stayed at a dorm. It literally, uh, that was it. How cool is that? It was cool. My first family, um, the, the, the keepers, <laughs> whoever they were, weren't happy with my family. So they moved me to like a, um, I guess a cardiologist, some type of heart doctor. And, you know, they were very welcoming. Like, hey, it's your house, do whatever. Um, that was cool, and part of our studies was traveling to the different states, we'll call it, different cities. And, you know, one of the things that we had to do there was the last, like the final projects. There was basically college classes that we were there to attend. And so uh, one of the final projects was you are required, you and a, and a buddy, so I have a, a travel buddy, and you're required to go to this location and, you know, see the sites, basically purchase something, whatever, you know, but you got to go to this other site. And so it's all on you. And so it means when you get up in the morning, you got to go to the bus station or taxi, wherever you, however you're going to get there, you got to purchase the tickets. You got to move yourself from point A to point B, do all the things required, 
get yourself home and then, you know, basically you got to live, you got to survive. And so that was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. I got to go do some stuff, travel to different state, take a bus, had to buy all the tickets, had to negotiate. Um, so that was pretty cool. So a lifetime of memories out of there and some crazy, funny stories of, um, uh, what would you call it? We went to go see a volcano. It was the worst freaking trip <laughs> ever. You know, sitting in class, we thought, oh, this will be cool. It'll be sexy. Go see a volcano. And our instructor's like, you need to go see the, the monarch butterflies. Like every monarch butterfly allegedly flies back to Morelia every year. And you're thinking that's probably literally impossible, but I'll go with it. Beautiful park. You need to go see the butterflies. And us, we're like, no, let's go see a volcano. Yeah. Oh, it was the worst freaking trip. <laughs> Miserable. Nothing. It was just a great big sand pile. Ugh. We pulled in this town, <clears throat> and it's a lot like, um, remember the movie Airplane, of course? Of course. They go get the pilot or whatever, and he's... Surely you remember Airplane. <laughs> yes, don't call me Shirley. The van gets surrounded by horses as they're driving back. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. That's exactly what happened when we pulled in this tourist town or this volcano town. <clears throat> no instructors went with us. They rented us a van with a driver who didn't speak any English. And so you got all this whole class in the van, like, we want to go to the volcano. And when you pull into the town, and it's the street is barely the width of the cargo van, and, of course, there's no doors. They're all garage doors and gates, and they're all closed. So you're basically traveling down this almost like a tunnel, right? And suddenly, out of nowhere, the van gets surrounded by horses. And, man, they are getting it. Just like us, we're traveling whatever we are. And, the, and like, this is the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's how these guys make their money is they rent out the horses for the trek to the volcano. How about that? Yeah. So I don't remember how many there was. Let's say 10 or 12 of us. Well, there's probably 30 horses there. And so you had to negotiate for what horse that you wanted. And some of us are big guys, right? And you're like, well, Anyway, we had somebody in class that knew horses, and, and it was a lady, a blonde lady, which is different for negotiating where we were. And we're like, okay, Catherine, <laughs> get us get some him. horses. Go get them, Kelly. And she's like, all right, let's go negotiate for horses. And so uh, she did. We negotiated a price. And she's still living there now. <laughs> yeah, she never came home. <laughs> she's corralling horses. Te amo, Catherine. Te amo. <laughs> See, in Albania. <laughs> so we did the uh, worst trip ever to go see the volcano. Um, my horse's name was Famoso. And Famoso spent most of his time trying to bend backwards to bite me as I'm on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say the animals are a good judge of character. Oh, I'm not my God. He was a walking glue factory if I could have, <laughs> if I knew where I was at. <laughs> anyway, we got back and, and finally the... Um, the, the people that rented the horses decided that we didn't negotiate enough money. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And so we actually got to a point where they're like, nope, that's not the price. And we said, yep, that's the price. And they said, no, it's not. And, of course, our van driver wasn't helping us. Of course not. He's getting a kickback right. from the horse people. But we were stuck because, one, we had no idea where we were at. And two, there you are. It got so bad that we made a plan. We told the, the girls that were with us, like, you get on the you get on the ba- the van. The first thing we're doing is getting the keys back from the driver. Whatever that means, we're going to do it. And we're getting out of here. 
because you're dealing with a bunch of troopers at the time. And so you're used to that conflict, but a plan developed pretty quick, wherever the hell we were in Mexico. And we thought, you all get on the van. We're taking out the van driver. We're getting his keys and we're getting out of this town. <clears throat> and we had a, a good old fashioned Mexican standoff in this little town at the base of the volcano. And finally the, they, uh, they backed off and it's like, yeah, it's time to go. And of course there was a long drive for that van driver to get us back to the town where we were. Cause you know, he was in on it. Obviously he was going to get his kickback. So anyway, that was an incredible trip of a lifetime that, um, man, I'll never forget that trip. That was just, I, I wish I could go back so many times and Morelia's changed, uh, with the drug cartels and stuff from where we were there, but it was a cool time. And then I'll share this too. As part of my school, um, a master's program, we went to South Korea, Hong Kong, and Macau, China. And so that was also something that really stood out to me was um, South Korea was just this beautiful, beautiful city. Our plane got screwed up in Detroit, go figure. So we had to spend the night in like the worst hotels in Detroit. So like, man, I'm on this trip of a lifetime and I'm stuck like in a, a super five. It wasn't even a super eight. It didn't even get to all the other stars. I'm like in a super five. He's an average five. He is like an average five in Detroit. <laughs> Which they all are, by the way. Oh my and gosh. There's one that's super, <laughs> yeah. but it's still a date. It's, yeah, it's like seven and a half. South Korea, uh, not a piece of trash existed on the streets. That's what stood out to me. Beautiful city. Uh, man-made, you know, they're, they're, they're man, what am I trying to say? They're taking away the ocean by, cause they're landlocked. And so they're building into the ocean by creating land in, in, in the water and they're going Interesting. to, yeah, continue their infrastructure that way. But what stood out, there's not, not a cigarette, butt, not a candy wrapper, nothing is on the street. And so, you know, pick a building, right? Like your restaurant building, you would probably employ someone to be in your parking lot picking up the trash. Everybody, Everybody's employed. And so your restaurant would not have a piece of trash in the parking lot. Every The whole, the whole daggone city was that way. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah, that really stood out. Hong Kong. Where do you hire them? I need them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you get them. Hong Kong, a uh, freaking amazing city. Uh, what stood out to me there was you would literally have this skyscraper that's, you know, from the Jetsons. It's this beautiful architectural concept that you're like, that's, that's truly a, a beautiful piece of, of, of whatever it is. And literally next to it, you would have a skyscraper apartment building that looks like it's third world at best. And so it was this weird contrast in the middle of the city. And evidently for that housing, generations, plural, live in these single bedroom apartments. And they're just waiting the list for years to get into these high rise apartment complexes. So it's this contrast of how does that culture exist and what does that look like? Um, so that was really cool to see Hong Kong. And we did some things at night over the bay. I don't, I don't remember the name of the bay, but it's the famous bay of Hong Kong. You would know the pictures if you've seen it. There's a restaurant called Harlan, which so I was associated with Kentucky or Harlan's or something like that. And, it's like on the hundredth floor of this, you know, skyscraper and we're out overnight, you know, watching the lights of, of Hong Kong. So I can still see that now. And then I'll finish with this and I'll let you do your part. But uh, Macau, China, we took a, a trip to Macau, China. Macau is Las Vegas on steroids. And so uh, interesting. we were blown away by this. We had to take like an hour and a half boat ride to get to Macau. 
And then when you get there, you know, not knowing what it is, and we thought, oh, okay, Las Vegas is the king of of Las Vegases. And you get there and you're like, uh, holy crap, what am I looking at? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful properties. And we thought, okay, that's cool. And so what this was part of an MBA program, and what they would do is set up executives and people at each of these stops that we were going to teach us about the businesses that we were there to visit. And so we got hooked up with a VP or something to this one casino in Macau and he met us and he took us around. And so we thought, Hey, let's go, let's go gamble some money in Macau. That's pretty cool. Let's go put some money on one of the tables. And I think that's the purpose of it. That was the purpose of it. Let's go do that and say we did it. Right. And we got over the table like the cheap tables, it's like $150 a, a, a hand or a spin of the roulette wheel or something like that. We're like, to hell with that. Who's got $150? <laughs> Who in China has got $150 US dollars? And so the point of the, of the tour was to say that the Chinese tourist has built Macau. And so it really challenges your your thinking to say, what do you mean? The, 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 I thought this is a communist country. It is. And there was a bridge that goes from Macau over into the, I won't call it the mainland China. And a little check booth on there is like, well, what if we walked across that bridge? It's like, well, number one, you won't. And if you did, you won't come back because that's communist China. You know, you, you can't come back from there. And like, you're being serious. Like, oh, we're dead serious. You're, you're, you will not come back if you go across that bridge. So how does, how did China, how did the Chinaman build Macau? And they have like these uh, tourist lotteries. And so China was divided into like section A, B, C, D, whatever. And on section A would be like on Tuesday. And if you're from section A on Tuesday, you can visit Macau. And then in section A, you get on this lottery list. And if you're chosen, then you make the trek to Macau and it's your day to gamble. And so even still, we're like, it's $150 at the cheap table to put something on the, none of us gambled. And you're saying the average Chinese tourist came here and, and by the way, this is one of like these expanse of, of, I mean, it's, it's Vegas on steroids. And anyway, they're like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what happens is all these tourists save up their money and they get chosen for this lottery and they come here and they gamble it all away. And tomorrow section B will hear her and it just continues on. So, wow, man, I, I was blown away by that. And those are just trips and memories that I'll never forget. And. It's just cool stuff. That is awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So you said you didn't travel much, but you have. Yeah, I've traveled a little bit. Yeah. I wish I could say I traveled a bunch, but yeah, I have I've had some cool experiences. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are good times. Yeah. I'm still going to Paducah. <laughs> yes, I'm going with you. <laughs> it's what about four and a half hours from here? Something like that. Yeah. All right. Four and a half, five. All right. It's a great show. Yeah. So yeah. good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going. But you got some, tell me about some of your travels. What's well, funny because um, I was thinking of all these different topics that I want to talk about, and I had this one. And then while I'm sitting here in the pocket of my sweatshirt is a ticket <laughs> that I did not know that I had. Yeah, you said you had a prop a minute ago. I was like, I'm impressed. We've never had props. No, I just was in my pocket. I didn't know it was there. It's actually Kim's. It's a prop pocket. So, yeah. Or a I can't wait. Prop. I'm going to reach in there next week and see if there's something else. <laughs> Hopefully it's a million dollars or 150 bucks. At least I can gamble that away. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been to uh, several 
different places outside the U.S. I don't like traveling outside the U.S. that much. But um, my two favorite places in country so far have been New York City yeah. and Key West, Florida. Yeah. I like to go to both. I've never been to either one of those. You'll never be the same. That's what I hear. So, like, I grew up in Miami. A lot of, no one knows, you know, people that know me intimately know that. So, we went to Key West one time when I was probably 10. My dad said, get in the car, we're going to Key West. We're like, we don't know what that is. So, we drove down there from Miami, which you think is like, you know, 20 minutes. It's three and a half hours. I was say, how far of a trip is that? Yeah, it's, it's far. That's actually closer than I thought. I thought it'd be more than three and a half hours. So it's like um, Cuba from from mile zero is 90 miles Yeah, from Key West. It's like 180 to Miami. Is it really? Yeah. So like closer, almost uh, the same distance between Lexington and Louisville as it is from Key West to Cuba. Huh. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we went down there, saw the southernmost monument. And then drove back. And the key, uh, the highlight of the trip is the Seven Mile Bridge. So when you hit the, the Southern Keys, or the Northern Keys going south, Marathon is the last city, quote, city. And um, once you, like, leave Marathon, you're on a Seven Mile Bridge, which is just, like, fascinating. And other than that, it's just a bunch of little tiny islands. And when I say little, I'm talking about, like, they're 15 feet wide, things like that. Yeah. And some are inhabitable. And then hit Key West. So I had no interest in Key West. And I never thought of it again, actually. Well, when Kim and I got engaged, right, we're having a wedding and honeymoon. Where do you want to go? And she wanted to go to, like, um, Belize or something. I'm like, I'm not leaving the country. And why? Because Parkett would, like, implode if I'm not. <laughs> right. And I'm not leaving the country. Yeah, hindsight. So I'm thinking, <laughs> right. Hey, it imploded, ladies and gentlemen, but not by my hand. Uh, uh, it was done to me. Not because you went to Belize. No, that had nothing to do with it. I didn't Belize a thing. So anyway, <laughs> so I'm thinking while we're planning this trip, we had a, you know, a year to plan or whatever. Where are we going to go? We thought of it. I love San Diego. I have a friend that was running the Hyatt Regency in San Diego at the time. And he said, I'll put you in the presidential suite. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Didn't that stand for like Wales Vagina or something like that? It does today. <laughs> San Diegans. Uh-huh. San Diegans. Okay. No, I didn't think it was a Wales. Have you seen Anchorman? I never did. No, I never oh, saw that, it. Just forget all those jokes. Oh, that was a joke? No. <laughs> no. I thought you were looking that up. <laughs> um, so I apologize. No, I've not seen that. Uh, we have talked about movies. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So. San Diego. Yeah. I love San Diego. So. <coughs> sorry. She really didn't want to go. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, where can I go? That would be fun and tropical and then stay in the country. And I thought, how cool would it be to travel the, the farthest point south on the East Coast? And you can literally turn your back to the ocean and see the entire country. And I thought, well, how cool is that? Yeah, that's pretty right? cool. So I just booked a trip and I had no idea what I was, did not know the place I was going to, did not know I knew of Duvall and all the fame of the Duvall, like bar scene and all, but I had, I didn't research that crap. Get there, never been the same. Hmm. Like we landed, 
got to the the hotel, was right on Front Street, which is right on the Gulf side. Got into the room. It was a timeshare, big, beautiful, two-bed. I mean, it was magnificent. Overlooking the marina. Walked out, you know, checked in, changed into shorts and T-shirts like you're supposed to. We, it was in September, so I'm thinking it's going to be freezing. No, it's 98 degrees. Walked out on the, on the street, and I'm like, okay, this actually feels like home to me. Yeah. So we loved it so much that Kim, like, wanted to live there. I'm like, wow, because I didn't know what was going to happen. And it wasn't even just the bar scene. It was the entire scene. Like, the city itself is so vibrant. It's, so, it's little. You can walk end to end in 20 minutes, and I'm mm. not exaggerating. So Yeah, I guess I thought it was bigger than that. No, it's like four miles at the widest part. Hmm. Something, you know, from end to end is just tiny. But the southern part of it, like if you go to where we were, there's a marina. And then there's Navy bases and things like that. You see the ships right there. And then there's famous bars right there. And then you walk a block and the entire scene changes. So then you go one block south, and there's Mallory Square and Sunset Pier, and that's where everybody, all the movies are made, and everybody gathers every single night to watch the sunset. <clears throat> and on Mallory Square, which, you know, you say that name, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. There's nothing. It's just a long piece of, like, sidewalk. Hmm. But at night, vendors come out, and musicians come out, and acrobats, and that's something like it's nuts just for that time period, about an hour before sunset. Huh. And then the sun goes down, and everybody leaves, goes to the bars. That's it. It's amazing. And then you go one other block, and there's another marina where all the cruise ships come in. And then you go another block, and now you're on the beach side. Hmm. And then you go another block, and it's something completely different. And I love that about the city. Yeah. So when I explain to people about Key West they think well it's this all inclusive nothing like that it's a city it's a dump there's trash in the streets and it smells and it, it's not an an exotic like resort Key West is not no yeah see I thought it was it's a city and with all the city crap that you get huh but the vibe is so cool the attitude of everyone that lives there just is just so cool huh yeah, we've never been. That's on my list to go to. We've never missed. Yeah. So we uh, got married in 2011, 9, 10, 11. So I won't forget it. Yes. Uh, that's pretty smart on it my is, part. It is, yeah. And we've been every year since. Never missed. Awesome. So of all the places that we like going, we've been to New York, and I love New York. Philly's cool, but nothing like New York. And I was born in Philly. Yeah. So I have a lot of affection for Philly. But New York is just an amazing beast. I've never been. We we thought we were going to be able to go see a Broadway show here just, um, um, I don't know, a month or so ago. Court got in the way, and then you know, the trip got canceled, which, of course, court settled, so I never actually went to court anyway. And you're like, oh. Anyway, I know. We didn't go, and you know, I thought it was in December. It was two weeks before Christmas, which I learned is the most expensive weekend yep. in New York City. Yep. And I didn't know that. Now, if I went now, it's probably affordable. But that particular weekend, like to find like a one bedroom, not one bedroom, like a twin size bed, six feet wide flat was like, who would pay that amount? It's like, well, you dummy, you, it's on this weekend. 
So because wintertime, you would think in New York, nobody wants to be there. Yeah. And you're crazy for wanting to be there. Yeah. Because it's insufferable. Yeah. Which I've been. So, but it's Christmas and then the whole city's lit up. And yep. then New Year's, of course, the ball's dropping. Yep. At Times Square. So and we got we to see that one time. Let's go see Christmas in Rockefeller Center. <laughs> And Kim and I got to skate Rockefeller Center <laughs> yeah. for Christmas. So it was so cool. <laughs> I shared that with Stacy, and then suddenly you're like, you look up the prices, like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> let's go to Carter Caves or somewhere. Well, I had the good fortune, and I actually like Mammoth Cave. So I had the good fortune of um, having a friend that lived there at the time. So she's like, well, just come stay with us. Okay. Yeah. She was in Queens. So you take the train into the city, you know, it's a half hour or whatever, and then just take the train back and all of a sudden it's like bustling when you're in the city and then you take the train back and it's quiet. Hmm. Crazy. Crazy stuff. We weren't even that brave to say we'll take the train. I was like, let's let's get a hotel where we're going to walk. Well, that's cool too, but you have to take the train. Yeah, that's what everybody says. So it's an experience like you'll never see. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. so, <laughs> we're like, we go to the subways I take and the everyone's train standing there. I don't know if... I oh, don't. yeah, it's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> We go down to the subways, and they're all different. Every train station, like, you know, the the grid is like a map that's, like, unbelievable, the, the subway system. <clears throat> Brilliant engineering, by the way. Brilliant. But every station's different. Yeah. So they tile things different, or the decor's different, and sometimes there's no decor, and you're like, hey, I think that's a homicide. <laughs> or, or going to be <laughs> it looks real doesn't it honey it does. so then you go to the, <laughs> looks like the, real blood you go to the train tracks is that real oh he's still there <laughs> it is real if you look close you can see him breathing <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's not breathing oh no honey no it's a homicide I think he was <laughs> I'm working over here <laughs> so Kim spends half her time looking for the rats yeah like everyone's like oh my god that's a rat she's feeding them yeah. So she saves her food. <laughs> and then we go to the subway and she's tossing so the rats can eat. Yeah. Well, they and they're, that's where actually we all, they really are in there. Yeah. Well, they need to eat too. Of course they got worms got to eat. Yeah. She's a lover of animals. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a, a super cool place. Yeah. I need to visit both of those. You can go one neighborhood and you're totally like horrified for your life. And then the next one block over here on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And you can't afford to like the, the entry fee to go into Sanks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we went there. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I know what it was. So we went there and got engaged on the 4th of July there. Hey All right. So we took the kids. Yeah. BJ didn't go, but Jake and Rachel went. Yeah. I walked them to freaking death. And they were... <laughs> So miserable. It was awesome. Yeah. Good times. <coughs> so, <coughs> I apologize. You get choked up just thinking about your engagement. Yeah, I'm just, no, it was whiskey. So bourbon. Yes. Huh? So July 3rd, which is what they do on July 4th, is on the Hudson between New Jersey and, Phil, and um, New York. You can actually see New Jersey. It's like right there. The big Colgate clock is right there in Jersey. On the Hudson, they have these flat barges. There's five in a row. And they do this 4th of July show, and they're all synchronized, so they're all the same. So it's like five miles of barges mm. doing this magnificent show. That's what's on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, I want to propose to her at, 
right at the 4th of July. So the 3rd of July. Now, it's the 3rd of July in New York. It is hot as freaking balls in New York. We get off the train, and I walk them from Times Square through Hell's Kitchen to the river. By the time we get there, they're like, what have you done to us, man? I mean, it was freaking terrible. And I'm just giggling to myself because I'm like, I'm scouting out the territory because I'm going to propose. So the next day we went back, and then the show was over, and uh, everyone's turning to leave, and they're looking at me like, can we leave now? And I'm like, yeah, in a minute. So I'm like, let's just take in the view. So then I get down on my knee, and now they're like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) So then I asked her to marry me. Yeah. And she didn't believe it. Yeah. She knew it was going to happen because she's intuitive like that, so don't ever deny her. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like... You can answer. And this woman's watching all giddy. And she's like, you should answer him, honey. So she said, uh, yes. And I'm like, okay, my knee's on a rock. (laughs) So I'd like an answer so I can get up because either way I'm bleeding. Yeah, I don't care the answer at this point. Just pick one. So that was cool. So New York is awesome. Yeah. You you mentioned neighborhoods that you fear for your life in. Have you seen the, uh, and I'm going to tie back to one of our previous episodes of favorite movies. You ever Gangs watched, of New York. <laughs> oh, no. Do you ever see, do uh, you ever watch the YouTube's video on the Kensington Street in Philly? I have not. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, uh, tragically sad. I'm not poking at it. I'm just tragically sad of the drug abuse and zombies on Kensington. Right. Um. And it's fascinating to watch, right? Because you're thinking, how does this exist? How does this world exist? Going back to our previous podcast show of your favorite movie ever, which is... Rocky. Do you know where Rocky lived? On the corner of whatever and Kensington. How about that? I was watching that after we had our podcast. And, you know, Rocky's got his apartment and it's showing him as this, you know, what's it called? Low income, but for the purpose of our conversation, low income housing, basically, you know, barely making it to afford mm-hmm. an apartment. All row homes. Yeah, that's right. Row homes. And if you look in the back of the background on, on his row home, his row of, of uh, right there, it says Kensington Avenue. How about that? And I thought, how cool is that, man? So of course that's from 74, 76, 76. Um, and you look at it to now, you're like, oh my gosh, man, it, that was, you know, appropriately, done then and then now you look at it and you're like man i'd fear for my life walking oh yeah that place right now yeah, that's why he ran <laughs> and he had a dog with him yeah that's right so smart right. fellow yeah smart fellow well man great episode <coughs> great topic that was a lot of fun it is fun makes me want to travel we should travel we should do that we should do the show from each of these locations that would be awesome that would be awesome we could write it off i'm bringing 150 bucks <laughs> <laughs> you get one spin <laughs> whatever it was yeah but it'd be good that's awesome. All right, man. Till next time. You bet. All right. Let's let's listen to this catchy jingle. You mean the one that I wrote? <laughs> yes. All original here. <laughs> you know, I sing this all night long in my head. It is catchy. And hopefully you will too. The vibrato gets me every day. Yeah, I love it. All right, till next time.